0: Hi, you're listening to Coldody Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. Join us in person for our weekly Shabbat services every Saturday at 11 a.m. We meet at 3534 West End Avenue in Nashville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website at coldody.org or follow us on Facebook and watch us live at facebook.com/forward/slash Nashville. And now, here's Rabbi Ken's latest message. Genesis 28. If you turn there to Genesis 28, please. And we're going to look at the portion that... Crystal read so beautifully for us uh, earlier, that passage. And let's just look at it again. But we already read through it, where Jacob left 'er Beersheba, beginning at verse 10, 28 verse 10, and went toward Haran and uh, came upon a certain place, Hamakom, the place mentioned on his journey to his mother's and he spent the night there. He spent the whole night there. And we're going to look at this dream that he had and look at what God, this visit that God gave him. So, Father, Gal open our eyes to behold wonderful things from your word. This is a very powerful passage. Father, we pray you would speak to us through it and bring life through your word again, once again, by your grace, B'Shem Yeshua. How amazing that God used Jacob. How amazing Jacob is on his way after lying, after deceiving, after disguising himself, and, and yet God's hand is upon him. Yet God's blessing is upon him. He's blessed by his father, sent out, and watch how God visits him. On his journey to his mother's relatives, Laban, Laban's house, fleeing Esau, he lays down to sleep, and God comes to him with a, in a very powerful dream, a dream of a ladder planted into the ground whose top reaches the heavens, and the place where Jacob has this special God-given dream is called precisely that, the place. Hamakom. Let's say Hamakom. Hamakom. Makom is the place. Hamakom, the place. Hamakom. It's mentioned five times in one form or another in this passage. Rashi says it was Mount Moriah where Abraham offered Isaac and where both temples stood because Jacob calls it later Beit Elohim, the house of God. But this is not at all certain. Uh, This is Jacob's first direct encounter with God. So, I like to, I clearly think the place was the person of God himself. And we see in verse 11, let's look at 28, 11, He took one of the stones, it's from the stones, from the place, and he put it, TLV says, by his head and lay down in that place. I think in the King James it says he put it as a pillow under his head. But the Hebrew is me. The, the preposition, the mem, is there. I don't have it to show you, but the mem there is really from. So it could be translated from or around. Rashi translates it around. And uh, we don't, it doesn't say it was a pillow. It doesn't say it was under his head. It could have been, but it probably doesn't say under. It was probably around his head. However, I would like to use this opportunity to advertise a new new, uh, product, My Pillow of Stone. (laughs) And it's only $29 if you order before Hanukkah. But we don't know that it was a pillow. Uh, It may have been just that he took the stone, because he does this, and and stone is Evan, let's say Evan, okay. Ha, Evan, the, the stone was later set up by Jacob as a memorial stone in verse 22 of this, of this chapter. So Jacob has been blessed and sent by his father, Isaac, verses one through five. Let's look at that. Look it back a little further in last week's parsha. Isaac called for Jacob, blessed him, commanded him, and said to him, don't take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Get up and go to Padan Aram, to the house of your mother's father, Bethuel, and take for yourself a wife, Laban, your mother's brother, the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. Now may El Shaddai bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you so that you will become an assembly of peoples. And may he give you the blessing of Abraham that you and your seed with you may take possession of the land you sojourn. Which God gave to Abraham, then Isaac, verse 5, sent Jacob away to, and he went toward Padan Aram. So he's blessed uh, and sent by his father, Yitzchak, Isaac. So the dream was a result of the blessing, not a result, listen, not a result of his previous behavior of deceiving his father and ripping off his brother's birthright and blessing. He has to flee from his father, from his family rather, and homeland with virtually the clothes on his back as his brother Esau wants to kill him, get revenge. And yet God visits him with this powerful dream. So God's hand is upon him on the basis, listen, of calling rather than works blessed bless blessing five times occurs here verses 1 through 6 Romans 9:11 so that God's purpose and choice might stand not because of works but because of him who calls 28-7, Jacob listened to his father Isaac and to his mother Rebekah and went toward Badan Aram. His mother was the first one said, you've got to leave here. You've got to get out of here. And then his father blesses him and sends him. And he listened, and it says, 28-7, he listened to them, to his father and mother. Mother in verse chapter 27-43. Father, 28 verses 1 and 2. He honored his father and his mother, Exodus, as Exodus 20, verse 12 says, the fifth of the Ten Commandments or the Ten Words, literally, of God, and God honored him for doing so. He dreams a dream in verse 12. He dreams a dream. Look at verse 12. He he dreamed all of a sudden. Now, dreams... He dreamed all of a sudden there was a stairway. It translates stairway here. It's not stairway. This word sulam in the Hebrew, sulam, it's the the only occurrence of the Hebrew word in the whole Bible. So what exactly was it? The answer? We don't really know. We really don't know. Because you can't. You know, you, you obviously know the word meaning of a word by looking where it occurs in other places and you see, well, what does it mean there? What's the context here? What's the context here? What is it? We have no other place to compare it to. So, it could have been a music stand. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't a music stand. But it could have been. Actually, it's, in modern Hebrew, it's used of scale, music. If you put it with the word music, it's a scale of music because in modern Hebrew, it's, you know, it's, there's the idea of steps and ascending. So modern Hebrew, it looks that way, but I'll get to that in a minute. But but he dreams a dream. And what are dreams? The dream is, are the, the hidden realm, in the hidden realm of the subconscious. Electrical impulses occurring in our brain, tapping into images from our subconscious mind, which thinks in symbols, metaphors, and visual forms. What percentage are from God? Big question, right? We all have. I mean, what percentage of my dreams are from the Lord? <laughs> How many are, are all my dreams from the Lord? Well, it's interesting. According to the Talmud, only one out of sixty are from the are, are prophetic or inspired by God. That's not the Bible; it's just the Talmud. But it's interesting. Only one out of sixty. I think it's probably less, much less. You know, psychologists and everything know. I mean, and those who study sleep patterns know that less sleep, less dreams. Like I had very little sleep last night, so I didn't (laughs) have dreams. Less sleep, less dreams. So if you want to dream more, you have to sleep more. Um, And twenty-one, but interestingly enough, twenty-one dreams recorded in the Bible: ten in Genesis, six in Matthew. The word for dreams, chalam, for dream, chalam. When they are mentioned in Scripture, they're understood to be vehicles of prophecy. So, if God records it in, the word, in His Word, it's meant to be a vehicle of prophecy. Abimelech, I'll just mention the, all these dreams: Abimelech, the people; Abimelech, Jacob, Laban, Laban, Joseph. We know, remember, Joseph's dreams. Pharaoh had a dream. Uh, there's a Midianite man; name isn't mentioned. Solomon had a dream. Remember Solomon's dream? Nebuchadnezzar. So many of these people weren't believers, but God gave them dreams. Uh, Daniel, of course, Daniel dreamed. Joseph in the uh, New Covenant, New Testament, Joseph. The Magi, the dreams, remember, as we're coming to that soon when people are all around the world thinking about, you know, Christmas, Messiah's birth. Some call it young Yeshua, call it, you know, but at Christmas, people are thinking about the birth of Jesus, the, Messiah, the Magi. Pontius Pilate's wife had a dream, that, a warning. So God certainly may speak to us through dreams. Psychologists say that we have three to six dreams per night. Interestingly enough, 95% of dreams are forgotten by the time you get out of bed. So right it out, write it down if you think it's important. So God can speak to us through dreams. How many have, have ever been spoken to through a dream that God's going? Yeah, he's, he sometimes encourages you, comforts you, gives you, you know, some maybe a word of, or direction, uh, or it could be a warning. Uh, and I know I could share other things about that, that for personally, but I think we all have. Now, the ladder, is a, the ladder, interestingly enough, this ladder, if it was a ladder, but let's just say it was a ladder, originated in heaven and extended down to, toward the earth, not from earth to heaven. And oftentimes you'll see it spoken about that way. People say, well, the earth, it went from, from uh, earth to heaven. But it, in the Hebrew, it was set earthward, 2812, earthward. So it started in heaven. That's it's important. It started in heaven and goes down to the earth. The only biblical usage of the word, as I said, is, is it's the only biblical use of the word. Ancient Jewish religious artist conceptions do show it as a ladder, rung by rung, step by step. And, and as I said, in modern Hebrew, it's the same, basically. <clears throat> now, the angels of God were going which direction on it? Up and down. Exactly. Up and down. Olim yordim On it. On him or on it. Could be translated either way. Bo. It says on him or on it. So I love that. They're going which way first? Up first. They're already with him. They're already. Jacob, the angels of God are already with you. They're not. Like, you have to, oh, no, are they, they're going to have to come to me? No, they're already with you. They go, they're already with us. Angels are already accompanying us. They're already with, they go up and they come down. Now, uh, they're they're protecting us. Psalm 34, verse 7, just like Jacob, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them, ascending and descending. Now, I'm not going to go into angels. I've taught it, taught it before, a lot of the verses on angels. But, uh, but I love the idea that angels ascend, not to go to sleep. The angels ascend to be given a new assignment. And then they descend to carry it out. So they're up back and forth to get a new mission from God, a new assignment. And then they come back to, to carry out that assignment. Isn't that cool? I mean, they're busy, they're active, but they're on working on our behalf. They're they're preparing for those that are to inherit salvation. One one verse in Hebrews uh, 114. They're busy, they're active, but they're working on our behalf and on people's behalf. So what is this beautiful picture of Jacob? He gets this dream of I think the Lord saying, Jacob, you are the ladder. God's angels are with you and the Lord is superintending over you because says the Lord is over him. He says he saw the Lord over him. Loneliness is a horrible thing, folks. Loneliness is a horrible thing. But Jacob here gives us this knowledge that precisely when you feel most alone, the Lord, God is with you. He's still with you. His angels are guarding you in all your ways in Psalm 91, verse 11. And look at, let's look over in John chapter one, verses 45 through the end of the chapter. John 1 in the Brit Hadashah, the new covenant. The Brit Hadashah, new covenant. John 1, we'll look at actually 43. The next day, Yeshua decided to go to Galilee, to the, to the Gal- Galilee and he finds Philip and he said, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethesda in the same town as Andrew and Peter. Philip finds Nathanael and tells him, we found the one, hallelujah, the one that Moses in the Torah and also the prophets wrote about, Yeshua of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Ben Yosef, Nazareth, Nathanael answered, can anything good come from there? Philip said to him, come and see. Yeshua saw Nathanael Coming toward him and he said, look, a true Israelite, there is nothing false in him. No guile in him, nothing phony in him, nothing phony. He's genuine, he's authentic. And Nathaniel said to him, how do you know me? Yeshua answered, before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Wow. What was he doing under the fig tree? What was he going through when he was under the fig tree? Yeshua says, I saw you. Rabbi Nathanael answered, you are Ben Elohim. You are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Because I told you that I saw you, Yeshua says, because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree, you believe? Yeshua replied to him. You will see greater things than that. And he said, Amen, amen. I tell you, you will see heaven opened, Hashemayim, the heavens opened, and the angels of God going up and what? Coming down on who? On the Son of Man. Wow, wow. Clearly connecting to the story of Jacob's dream. Yeshua is the latter. He, listen, he is Jacob's son. And he's the recipient of the blessings, the blessing and promises given to Jacob by Isaac and by God in Genesis 28. So it's like Yeshua saying, in me, all the families of the earth will be blessed and in my seed and offspring. Look back at Genesis. That's what it says. Genesis 28, 14, when he, got, when he spoke to him. Your seed will be as the dust of the land, says a verse, and in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed and in your seed, and in your seed. So he's the latter, he's Jacob's son. In him, all the families, and all of us this morning, as followers of him, have been blessed. We have been blessed, and we have been sent by God. We have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. In uh, Ephesians 1 3, the, the word of God says, We have been blessed, P- for Peter tells us. God's blessing. God is with us. God is in all. God is uh, God is with us, and in us, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Not some. He says all, all, and in our seed, those that we bring to know the Lord, we have been blessed. So remain and abide under the blessing. What does that mean? What does that mean? We bounce back no matter what. The storm is over and you're still standing. Hello? You can rest in the fact that you've been called. Listen, you've been blessed. You've been sent. Yeshua says, As, I, as I've been, Father sent me, I send you. You've been sent. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Ephesians six twelve, we we wrestle not against flesh. Our battle is not with people. Hello, your battle is not with people. If God is for us, finish it. Who is against us? That doesn't mean, by the way, that they don't exist. It means they don't exist as far as I'm concerned because God is much bigger. Who is against us? Doesn't matter. If God is for us, it doesn't matter. Who's against us? Romans eight thirty seven. We have angels of God ascending and descending our ladder. No human being can frustrate the purposes of God. No intentions of men can cripple or cancel the blessings of God. Behold, I am with you and I will keep you. Shamar. The Hebrew word here in Genesis in 2815, I will keep you. Shamar, to, I'll protect you. Let's say shamar. Shamar. I will shamar means to protect, to watch over you. It means to distance you from danger. I'll distance you from danger. That's what I'll do. I'll, I'll wherever you go. What a promise. Embrace it. Embrace it. Wherever you go, Adonai Tziv'od has sworn, the Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I thought it, so it will be. As I have purposed, so it will stand. Isaiah 14, verse 24. This promise Jacob receives from the Lord in his dream. Behold, I'm with you. I will watch over you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land, for I will not forsake you until I've done what I promised you. And this verse became, this word from the Lord became the guiding principle that governed the rest of Jacob's life. His presence, I'm with you. Anochi, it's I am with you. Anochi, there's ani and there's anochi. It's a stronger I am, I myself, no other. I'm with you. His presence, his protection, I'll bring you back to the soil. I'll return you to the soil. His provision, I won't forsake you. Until I've done what I've promised you. Ad Asher. Until that, until that, it's a redundancy. In other words, I will surely do it. His performance. His performance. And Jacob ends this with he says, surely the Lord, after this dream, he wakes up, says, sure wakes up, says, surely the Lord. He nay, let's say he nay. It's vahine, I think, several four times. Hine, five times. Like, wow! Look, my goodness, uh, an awareness, uh, a revelation, uh, coming to awareness. uh, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I didn't realize it. I didn't know it. Hamakom, makom, to rise from, literally, this place, the house of God, the gate of heaven. God has pre-planned, has pre-planned places for us to walk in obedience to His direction that are very unplanned by us. We don't know, but He's planned them already. If we're listening to Him, if we're obeying, if, we've, if we're honoring what He's told us to do, and Jacob makes a vow here. He makes a vow in verse at the end of this portion in verses 20 through 22. He made a vow, and he's saying, if God will be with me and keep me in this way, he said, if you will do it, Lord. If you will. Why did he do that? Some say, well, maybe he thought, well, this dream isn't from God, so just in case it's not from God, I'll just make this vow. But I don't think that's the case. I think he did it. I think he was just saying, Lord, I'm trusting you to do this, and you're going to be faithful, and... I remember this, this passage is very special to me, meaningful to me, because dating myself here, but 1975, it's in a Bible that I have. I found it this morning. I looked at it before I came. I said, yes, I have an old Bible. I still have it. 1975, I wrote it in my Bible. I, I was contemplating, should I leave university and go to Bible college? Should I follow the Lord? I felt the Lord calling me. I found him calling me, going to, I said, I'm supposed to go to this place that, and just learn the Word of God, and, and, uh, and no parents did not want me to go. They were furious that I would, to, for me to do that. So I was really, you know, troubled about it, so I said, I'm going to go camp out, grab my tent, sleeping bag, and went out overnight and said, I'm just going to go seek the Lord and be with the Lord, and uh, I went. And that night, um, that night I had a dream. And when I camped out. And in that dream, uh, I don't remember specifically, but I knew I was there in the dream. I was there at the Bible college and everything was amazing. The peace just was flooding me. I just, the joy, the sense of God's presence was there. And it's just like, the whole fear, all the fear and apprehension lifted. And I just said, I've got to do it. I've got to go. See you later. (laughs) I'm doing it. And then I prayed this. And so this passage then, he gave me for it. And then he led me to this passage. And I prayed this, thou, you know, if you'll do this, Lord, if you'll be with me, if you'll protect me, if you'll provide for me, and I know you will, I believe you will, then you will be, he says, you will be my God. You will be my God. Now he was already his God, but he said, You'll really be my God. I'll really know you in a much deeper capacity than I have before. I'll really know you, God. Because that's what he says. Then the Lord will be my God. And so God is was faithful to do it. And he says, and, and there's a, a beautiful thing here, you know, we don't have to pray. He says, if you'll give me bread to eat, what does he say here? He says, if you'll watch over me, provide food to eat, clothes to wear and i return in shalom to my father's house <clears throat> you know we don't someone said we don't have to pray for excess we should be content with we don't need excess he prays for the simple for just enough and we can be content the bible says we can be content should be content with god himself i like god say god himself and the basics the basics because we know that we don't deserve really more and then god in His grace, can bless us with more if He wants to. And He will. He will if we honor Him. He doesn't pray for excess. He prays for the basic. He prays for simplicity. First Timothy, and I'll give you two verses on that. First Timothy 6, 6 through 8. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, so we cannot take anything out of it. But having food and clothing... Having food and clothing, with these things we shall be content. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Keep your lifestyle free from the love of money and be content with what you have. And then I love this. Think Many don't connect it with the rest part. Be content with what you have. What do you have? What do we have? For God himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We have him so that with confidence we say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What will man do to me? God may bless us with much more because he wants to honor if we humble ourselves before honor is what? Humility. Proverbs says before honor is humility. So he will. He will. Listen, he's called you. He's blessed you. He's sent you. Man cannot prevail against that. He's. You are Jacob, even if you're a woman. You're a Jacob. <laughs> All right, man or woman, you're Jacob. You and I are Jacobs. Right? We don't deserve it. We don't deserve. We have failures. J- Jacob had blown. It. But God, isn't it amazing? You would think after he left that situation from the previous chapter, God would be rebuking him and and uh, and and cursing him. He did teach him a lesson. He did learn through Laban and what he, you know, what he, later on he did learn his lesson. He got what he did, came back. But God is still going to bless him, still going to keep him, still going to and give him this amazing dream and promise that he'll never, never leave him or forsake him. Thank you, Father. We thank you for your promises and your faithfulness, Lord. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance or irrevocable Romans 11:29 for each one of us by your grace lord people cannot prevail lord we are still standing in this after the storm all, all of us when the, when the storms occur and lord you your purposes do prevail for your for your glory not for man's, but for your glory, Lord, because you are the God of all grace in First Peter 5.10. We thank you so much that you are, and we thank you for this beautiful story, I pray, Lord. We pray it will help each one of us here, Lord, and you will visit, Lord. Visit with, Lord, doesn't have to be dreams, but we pray you would give dreams where needed, Lord. We pray you would, but you pray you would give, breathe your promises, Lord, to each one of us here, each one, Lord. Reaffirm, Lord, promises that were made that we've forgotten about, Lord. A promise that was made. Maybe a promise long ago. Revive that promise, Lord. Breathe it out again, Lord. Revive it, Lord. So that we can stir up, like Peter tells us, stir up again to remembrance, Lord. Remind ourselves, Lord. And Lord, we, that we can stand in the fact that no matter what, Lord, we have been called blessed. Blessed and sent by you for your glory. Thank you, Lord. If you've never trusted Yeshua and been born again, please say that prayer right now. Call upon the Lord, say, Lord, I want to know you. I need you, God, in my life. Please save me, forgive me of my sins. Lord God, I want a new start. And if you're praying that this morning, Yeshua died for your sins, you're praying to receive him, let us know we will uh, virtually contact us you know, in any way and we'll we'll uh, help you in any way we can. There'll be wonderful people here to pray with you if you're here at service after the service. If you like prayer, if you've made that prayer, prayer, just c- come and join someone in prayer for a few mi- minutes, a couple of minutes after service. And uh, let's stand. We're going to close in benediction now. Yev Yissa Adonai Pana Velecha, Lecha Shalom. B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar HaShalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face toward you and grant you shalom. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, the ruler of peace. Amen. Shabbat shalom.